For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is On the Market. It is Thanksgiving week. I'm Mark Carmen. Jake Walerius sitting alongside as we really celebrate a little turkey. You got any traditional turkey holiday things over there, Walerius? No. Not a, not a single one? Not a single you one. You don't play a turkey day bowl game? No, I don't. Okay. Last year, just imagine it. Carm out there, and I'm giving it my all. I've got all my energy going, and... I make a beautiful move, and I'm wide open. The quarterback slings it to me in the end zone. Not a good throw, but you know what? I am going to get there. I'm going to make the play. And there I go, full-on dive, make the catch, basically separated my shoulder. Do you remember? I do remember. You came into the office, and you're, you're telling everybody, guys, I made this amazing catch, and I broke my body irreparably forever. Right, so this is a message to everybody out there. Don't be a moron in the Thanksgiving Day Turkey Bowl game and injure yourself. Just stay in your lane. Go out there. You want to be out with your buddies and, and give a marginal effort. I'm all for it. But, you know, if, if you're really going to be outside yourself like I was diving around like you're Jerry Rice in his prime, not a great idea, although it was an amazing catch. It was an amazing catch. Do it for the glory. Well, yeah. but Fair eyes, full heart, can't yeah, lose. But then I couldn't do anything else for like a month. It was only a grade one sprain, too. I completely Okay, so you did not separate your shoulder. Is what you're telling me here. It felt like I had separated my shoulder. I, I, I left the field before the game was over. I had to get in the car. I couldn't lift my arm. Sounds like you're overplaying your hand here, Carm. I, I talked to doctors. Of course, I, I'm a, I listen, nothing like Thanksgiving embellishing. By the way, speaking of overplaying the hand, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a little bit under the weather right now of dealing with a significant head cold. So this is like the Jordan flu game when he scored 38 against the Jazz. This is the Jordan flu game on the Mark podcast. Does that make me Scotty Pippen? You're, you, well, if you want to be, you could pick it up. There are worse people to be than Scotty Pippen. I see you more as a Tony Kukoc type, to be honest with you. I find that offensive. Well, you should. I mean, that was a definite shot. You're kind of an eclectic coach, not as good as Pippen type of guy. You're a soccer guy. Wow. Well, you're, you're a soccer guy. I can't, I can't give you all that. All right. 
This is where we're starting today. We're starting in the NFL, and Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills. Tyrod Taylor has his worst game of the year, and Sean McDermott decides that, you know what? We've got this fifth-round quarterback in Nathan Peterman. I think he's sweet. I'm going to roll out Peterman on the road against the Chargers, even though Tyrod Taylor's only thrown three interceptions all year, 17 touchdowns. I'm going with Peterman, my fifth-round pick. While the Bills are in the playoffs at 5-4, and four, the dude goes out there, completes six passes, five interceptions. And by the way, all this is not my problem. My biggest problem, like if you want, like maybe you don't believe in Tyrod Taylor, you're not alone there, Sean McDermott. I mean, you're wrong uh, considering your options. But then afterwards, and even to this point, when we're talking right now, he still hasn't confirmed that he's going to start Tyrod Taylor this week. And he says he doesn't doubt his decision. He doubts the result. He's just, or he wasn't disappointed in his decision. He was disappointed in the results. Dude! Look in the mirror and admit you made a mistake. We all make mistakes. How hard is it for a guy on that level? Why can't you just look in the mirror and say, hey, man, I thought that Nathan Peterman could play and he was ready. Clearly he wasn't. My apologies to Tyrod Taylor, his family, the Bills, my guys who I put in a bad position and move it forward. Tyrod's our quarterback and he's going to start this week against Kansas City. This isn't hard. I, I love that. I don't regret the decision I regret the result of the decision. What is the difference? In this, in this context, what is the difference between picking your quarterback and the performance of the quarterback? That is what the result of the decision is the decision. I mean, seriously, what an asshole. I don't like this. He's, I don't know much about Mr. Mr. McDermott here, but he seems like a stone-cold moron I mean, <laughs> from what I've read in the past <laughs> a few days. I mean, how do you go with that? Hey, and it's fine, too. Again, I made a mistake were I was trying to play for both the future and now I got outside of myself. I watched Nathan Peterman lead us down for a touchdown against the New Orleans Saints. We were down 17,000 touchdowns. I was like a fan who got enamored with a guy going up against fourth string dudes. I should know better, but I did it. It happens and we're moving forward. But they, they can't admit fault. It's like they look in the mirror and if there's a big zit on their forehead, they're going to like say, that's not a zit. In fact, it's, 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 uh, it's a brain pimple smart thing that's leading me to win more football games. That didn't make any sense, but you get what I'm saying. I don't regret hitting you with my car. I regret the pain that you felt as a result of me hitting you with my car. Oh, right. I don't, let's, let's see if we can play this game. I don't regret the fact that I'm sick right now. I regret that I don't feel good. Is that good? I, th- I think that's good. I think that is what we're working with here. This guy is, I mean, I don't know. I, I like. I, 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 don't, I don't regret that I didn't take a shower. I regret that I smell. Exactly. Peterman was so bad. I it was astounding. I don't regret that I, walked up, that I didn't walk up to the hot girl and ask her out. I regret the fact that I'm alone. I don't, whatever. This guy, <laughs> that, Sean McDermott. A little too revealing that there, That was I too think. revealing. That was, I, 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 well, I, I apologize to myself there um, and, 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 and to you for allowing you into the deep, dark secrets of, of yours truly. All right, moving along in the same vein here, John Elway in Denver. John Elway, man, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. A dude who could, like, see well enough. You know what, John Fox, you're way too conservative. I'm bringing in Gary Kubiak. We're going to win a Super Bowl. You know what, Peyton Manning, you still got plenty left in the tank. I'm bringing you over here. 
And now he just goes out and, and you know what, Tim Tebow, you suck. I don't care what you just did. You're, you're out of here. We're, we're getting somebody who can actually quarterback the football team. But now he's, he's drafted Paxton Lynch. He's brought back. He's, he's had Brock Osweiler. He's lost Brock Osweiler. He's brought him back. And the Broncos are, have three wins and seven losses. And, and they were three and one. He said, you know what? And Trevor Simeon, we just got soft. Dude, just say it like everybody knows it. Hey, man, it's my fault. I have not given us a, a, a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL that can lead us to the playoffs and a Super Bowl, and I'll spend my offseason going for it. But this is on me. Why, how hard is that? I have more sympathy for Elway. I have more really? Sy- He's done a lot of good things as the GM of that team. He brought him a Super Bowl. He transformed them. He made them really good. Now he's making them kind of crappy, but... He has a track record that suggests he can turn this around. That's fair, but he's also, like, I expect more from him because he's John Elway. Yeah, I mean, I just don't really know what, other than you, like, knowing who to blame or whatever, I don't know what really is to be gained from him saying, yeah, my bad, guys, I screwed up this draft, yeah, he just sorry. Called, yeah, but okay, but he just called the whole team soft. We got soft. We exhaled. You just called everyone in your football team guys that you went out and drafted, traded for, signed as free agents. They're they're all soft. I mean, they I, agreed. A lot of the players agreed with him. Well, what are you going to say to the guy? Well, exactly. All Too right. much power. All right, John. We're soft. We go out on every Sunday afternoon and play football, the most insane sport of all time. But you're right. We're soft. I, I wouldn't. I I would not hear that well if I was a Denver Bronco. You're calling me soft. No, uh, I mean, look. Could he have handled the situation better? Probably yes, but if you go to a GM and ask him, I mean, I don't know. I think this is within the ordinary realm of GM speak when a team is not doing well. You know, he hasn't sort of done anything exceptional that deserves criticism here beyond, I don't know, maybe that's too harsh on the players, but a lot of the players, you know, Von Miller came out and was like, yeah, I mean, losing this many games in a row, not a great look, you know? Well, of course not. Uh, And uh, I just, again... Just just say it, man. I haven't gotten us a quarterback. It's hard to win without a quarterback. Brock Osweiler, he's given it everything he has. Uh, but, you know, we obviously need to address it. He, he tried to get the quarterback, though. I mean, Paxton Lynch, obviously, right, has, hasn't worked out. But, you know, all you can do is pick the thing you need in the draft and hope it works out. It's a hard thing picking players in the draft, especially I mean, quarterbacks. It's one thing if he just stayed silent, but to say that, like, hey, John, what went wrong? Well, we, went, we, we, we got soft. Dude, that's you're you're out of bounds. It's just it's a it's a little too it's a little too blamey. It's a little too footbally. We got soft. We weren't toughing it out. We weren't. I I mean I think the soft claim is dumb. It doesn't explain anything that is happening. Right. Like you know there are actual specific football reasons why they're not winning games anymore. But. I don't know. It just speaks to a sort of wider frustration with the direction. You know, this is a team, what, two years removed from a Super Bowl. Like, they shouldn't be this bad. I've seen people, like, criticizing a ton of, like, big-name guys who brought them that championship, brought them that title. And it's like, look, obviously, you know, age, time passes, players, you know, decline, whatever. But these are not chumps you know these are good nfl players many of them and obviously they need to improve certain positions but i mean i don't know it's, it's a difficult situation very very much so uh as far as the non-chumps things elway mcdermott they're in the same boat i don't think that feels no too they're good. not they're, they're, 
They're they're okay. Well, one's like way in the front of the McDermott boat. is underneath the boat drowning in some horrible <laughs> domain of idiocy, and Elway's just sort of run of the mill, sucking. All right, fair fair enough. Well, uh, okay, I, I suppose. Although I still I still feel like they should be tied together. Hey hey, dear Denver, you're Buffalo. How does it feel? All right, I want to talk some NBA here. We have uh, interviews on the show coming up here. I, I sat down with Kemba Walker of the Charlotte Hornets and uh, and Chris Dunn of the Chicago Bulls, formerly of the Minnesota Timberwolves, your team. And uh, both those guys have undergone a transformation. Um, Kemba more so, where Kemba Walker, let me tell you this quick story here, Jake, because we'll, we'll get to Kemba in about two minutes here. Kemba Walker was at UConn and working on his game. And there was a friend of mine who you'll hear in the interview is named Coach Grew, who was working out players at the time. And he has Kemba Walker come over to a, uh, Jersey and they work out, you know, regular gym. He's, he's Kemba's working on his game. My guy's a college basketball coach. He was working in Jersey for, at uh, St. Anthony's, Bobby Hurley's high school at the time. Okay. Kemba comes in there. He shoots 50 shots around the perimeter. How many do you think he makes? Well, seeing as how you're building up this story, something real low because he's shooting well. Right. You're Five. Sm- you're a smart guy. He made 10. 10. Okay, so I, he asked me the question, how many do you think he made? I said 45. He's Kemba Walker. Well, he made 10. This dude worked on his game and just spent hours and hours and hours in the gym, and, he, and you'll hear in the interview, he tweaked himself. He tweaked a little bit, you know, the form. But, but he, just, he just got in there and battled. And I think it's a great lesson for me, for you, for you listening, that anything is possible if you put your mind, set your mind to it, do it, go out, put the work in. What do you think? Yeah, big fan of Kemba, really good player. And beyond sort of any improvements, I know Charlotte probably not the sexiest team in the NBA right now, which is just stacked with point guards. But Kemba, one of the most exciting players that people don't, spend enough time appreciating he's he's dynamite man he really is he's so much fun to watch so much fun to watch does does you know scores the ball gets in the lane endless energy so much on his plate the other guy chris dunn who you know came over from minnesota in the jimmy butler trade to chicago here's a guy who couldn't shoot in minnesota and has had to struggle shooting the ball in chicago but he busted out against charlotte the other night went 10 for 16 and then he went eight for sixteen against the Phoenix Suns, and the ball's in his hands uh, a lot more. And he's basically trying to do the same thing. So I I talked to Dunn about, hey, did you know that Kemba was a guy that wasn't a great shooter? And you're sort of, I mean, he's Chris Dunn's longer. He's a way better defender. He's a, a, he has a chance to be an elite defender. But you know, for him to be a dynamite point guard in the NBA, he's gonna be he's gonna have to shoot the basketball. And and he's just in there working at it. The one thing he has going for him is that Fred Hoiberg, who can't do anything, actually does know how to shoot. So could it possibly help him? Yeah, I, I like. I mean, Chris Dunn really, really struggled his rookie year with the Timberwolves. He just wasn't a good player, and ended up being kind of replaced by Tyus Jones in the in the pecking order there behind Rubio. But um, he's fun to watch. He's got a lot of really, really good raw skills. Like you said, great defender, really long. Loves going for steals. Got a good eye for a pass. Like, he has so many good 
pieces to his game. So, you know, obviously he's going to have time to sort of grow into the NBA at Chicago. He should get a lot of minutes there. So no question. hopefully uh, he can make the step up. So here is first we'll go with uh, Kemba Walker and then we'll get Chris Dunn here. All right, Kemba Walker, first off, uh, I want to give you props. You just signed every jersey, every anything that they all wanted you to sign. Do you always do that wherever, wherever, whatever city you're in? I do. Um, I mean, kids look up to me. You know, I want to try to make their day as much as possible. Um, I don't want to blow them off. I just want to try my best to, you know, sign as many autographs as I could in the time I had, you know, to get ready for my game. Do you, do you give your parents credit on that? Where did you learn to sort of give back like that? Any, any mentor? Of course, my parents. Um, those are my role models, so definitely my parents. Yeah. So I was talking to a guy who uh, took you through a couple workouts named Steve Gruthius, who I used to do play-by-play, and he was a coach there. And he said that he asked me how many shots you think Kevin made going around the perimeter out of 50. And I guessed, you know, 45. He said he only made 10. And I'm like, so Kemba wasn't a pure shooter. And he's like, he wasn't. He, he, you learned this. Is, that, is all that true? It's true. I wasn't a great shooter. I wasn't a consistent shooter. I had to, you know, kind of put in the work, you know, to become the shooter and player I am. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just had to put in the work. But that's big time. Like, guys normally don't transform to that level where, I mean, you're one of the best shooters in the NBA now. I, 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 that, that's, you had to have a lot of confidence, and that had to have been a lot of time on the court. Um, yeah, more so a lot of time on the court. And a lot of... No preparation. No, it was a lot of down days as well. So, yeah. you know, just just putting in the work, man. That's that's what it's all about in this league. You know, it's about guys, you know, working to become better players. And that's what I do. I go hard every day, try to become a better player each and every day, each and every year. So um, that's what I do. Did you change your form? Um, barely, not really. Just a few adjustments and tweaks, but um, not really. He also said that he's never seen anybody with your bounce that you got pogo sticks in the legs. Not no more. <laughs> Made back in the day, but now nah, them days is over. <laughs> have you? Have you? I ask everybody on your team. Maybe it's just because I grew up in Chicago and whatnot. Have you played Mike one on one? No, never played one on one. Never got the chance to. Uh, probably never will. Why is he dodging? No, he's not. <laughs> I mean, he's a busy man, so you know. All right, fair yeah. thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Let me bring in Chicago Bulls guard Chris Dunn. Would you Would you call that your best game so far as a bull? Oh, for sure. Um, like I said before, I think everybody could agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, it felt good, you know, especially to get the, the win with it, too. Um, I think everybody played good. Denzel, Bobby, um, Lowry, Rolo, you know. Uh, Bobby set it off, you know, with all, you know, the threes that he made and you know, the tough defense that, you know, he created. He didn't want to set it off, and it just we just ran with it. It's got to be a little bit of a weight off your shoulders to have that type of game and start to, you know, settle in here. Uh, I guess you could say that, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to keep going out there, you know, play with confidence. I think that's the big thing, you know, and try to get my team involved. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I think once, you know, everybody else making baskets, it opened up the lane for me. You, you're got to guard Kemba on one end, and then, you know, and then you're doing your stuff on the other end. What was that challenge like for you tonight? I mean, it seemed like you guys were having a, bit, a battle. Oh, yeah, he tested my conditioning for sure. Um, you know, he's a great player. You know, he stayed low to the ground. You know, he knows the game. I mean, he's been in the league for so long. You know, it's good to, you know, go out there and compete with him. Working on the shot, like, I was talking to Kimba before. He wasn't actually a shooter when he was young, and he had to work and work and work and just tweak a little bit. Is that, is that how you're kind of looking at 
your progression here and what you're trying to get to? Oh, for sure. Uh, I watched Kimmy when he was at UConn. You know, when he was a freshman, all he did was go downhill. You know, all he did was kept going in the basket, and he understood, you know, in college that you kind of, you know, do that each and every play because it's called charges. And as you can see, he kept working on his game. You know, he won a championship at UConn, and then he only brought it over to the NBA. So, you know, much credit to him. All right, there you have it. Kemba and Chris Dunn. And I want to move on to the hottest team in the NBA right now. And that, of course, is the Boston Celtics. 16 wins in a row after starting 0-2 as we're sitting down to talk right now. And Kyrie Irving is just, I mean, he's putting up 47, scoring 10 in overtime. And people are sort of having the conversation, did Kyrie make the right move? And who knows what it looks like come playoff time. But I'm saying that I didn't think that he should have forced his way out of Cleveland. I didn't think, more importantly, that the Cavs should have traded him. Hey, man, you're under contract. You're staying right here. You got two more years. You want to leave after two years? You can go. But, Kyrie, you're the guy with the biggest shot in this franchise's history, not the king. You're staying right here. We need you. But if you had told me that he could force his way to Boston, the second-best team in the East, and play for Brad Stevens, I mean, this was as good of a landing spot as possible for him, and he's rolling with it. I mean, I, I don't think we need to see anymore. This was a great move for Kyrie. You know, I'm I'm really on the fence. Like, obviously, Kyrie's a good player. He was going to be good if he played for the Cavs. He was going to be good if he played for the Celtics. But what bothers me about this whole thing is when he when he was forcing his way out of Cleveland, the reasons he kept giving were like, oh, I don't want to be the secondary guy to LeBron. I want to have my own team. I want to be the star. And you look at his numbers, and they haven't elevated to superstar numbers. He's averaging less points per game, I believe. I think his assists are down. His on-off splits with and without Al Horford paint a similar picture to what they were when he played without LeBron in Cleveland. Uh, And obviously he's playing really well, and he's in a really good team situation. Brad Stevens, you know, one of the very best coaches in the NBA. But... Is he now sort of in the position he wanted to be at Cleveland where he's, you know, a bona fide on his own superstar? No, he isn't. The success of this team is based on defense, which, as we know, is probably the weakest part of his game. Uh, the success of this team is based on Brad Stevens' ability to get the best out of a, you know, a young, very talented group of players. And, you know, I look at that team I'm not, and I'm thinking – is Kyrie Irving really sort of the big shot? I mean, I guess he's the biggest player on the team, the most famous, the biggest star on the team, and the team's doing well, but this team is not all about him at all. Well, they've got, I mean, listen, Danny Ainge deserves a ton of credit for drafting Jalen Brown, for drafting Jason Tatum, for trading for Kyrie, for going out and getting Gordon Hayward and being 16-2 and two without Gordon Hayward, which is incredible. And you're right on the numbers. I mean, I'm, you know, if you look at just last year, Last year for Cleveland, he played 35 minutes. This year for the Celtics, he's playing 32. Last year for Cleveland, they basically shooting the same. Four, it's, it's just, they're, they're identical. 4-7-3 last year, 4-6-8 this year. From three, uh, 4-0-1, 3-7-5. I mean, it's, 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 I mean you're, you're talking about percentage points here. And he averaged 25 last year, 22.5. So it's the same guy. It, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I think, you know. More assists last year, 5.8 to 5.3 now. But, you know, there's no real differences there. And, like, no. I, I I think this move, to me, looks like a good move. The, the Cavs situation is an absolute mess, and it is made to work because LeBron James is there. 
when LeBron leaves and Kyrie, when he was there, wasn't sure whether LeBron was staying or not, he's got to be thinking, well, if LeBron does leave and I'm left here on my own, this is going to be a disaster because this organization is not well run. It's not good. They fired their GM. Who knows what's going on in the future? And so from those, from that perspective, I think this is undeniably a very good move for Kyrie, and he's justified it to this point in the season. But if you're looking at what Kyrie sort of suggested he wanted out of the move, I don't know if he's got that yet. What are you saying that he suggested he wanted? Bonafide superstar status I on mean, a big team. They're, they're really propping him up there in Boston, man. I mean, they've... He's getting a lot of love. He's, I mean, every headline, it's Kyrie, 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 Kyrie 47, Kyrie 10 and OT. Kyrie's the man. Yeah, but until this 47 game, he hasn't really had that moment. And again, this is against the Mavericks. That's true. And 10 of those points came in overtime. That's true, so, too. So what do you have, 37? I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like whatever he was unsatisfied about with LeBron, I guess it was just because LeBron was a bigger name. Right, he wants to be the dude. He had 47 against the Mavs. He had 30 against Atlanta, 10 to 12 from the field. That's insane. Guy's shooting his last couple of games. He's, the last two games, he's 26 for 36. Is that good? Uh, 26 for 34, rather. It's even better. That's, uh, that's impressive. Now, he was, now, in the win against Golden State, he had 16, and they were keying on him. Six assists, shot four of 16 from the field. But they came back and beat the Warriors 92-88, which was an incredible win. I mean, they're, they're, they've three straight games now. These guys have come back from double digits, and one of them was against you know Golden State, who everybody thinks is going to win the NBA title. Yeah, and I think everybody is right. Uh, it, it was yeah. a good win. It was a good win. I don't think I don't. Kyrie was not. I don't think no, he wasn't in, that, great in, that, in that game. But he had big shots in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and like, look, everything's going great for him. Everything's going great, but you know, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years he sort of gets restless again and kind of wants to make another move like I just don't I mean especially eventually whenever when Gordon Hayward comes back you know I just I don't know really what he wanted when he was leaving the Cavs other than to get away from LeBron James and I guess he succeeded in that respect um, all I'm thinking about is his move just don't go too far because he could fall off the earth <laughs> exactly you know, he's a flat earther so you gotta you gotta keep it Keep it small radius. Keep it in the east, I right. guess. You, you, don't, you don't want to go too far. All right, here, let's, let's wrap up with uh, the insanity that is the world we live in. Uh, who you got? LeVar Ball versus Donald Trump. This is the dumbest thing. This is the greatest. It's, it's a, so good. Astonishingly dumb. It's, it's so... Are you guys going to thank me for getting you out of China? As if, as if they weren't going to get out of China. It is. I got to say, though, of, of all Trump's just, you know adversaries that he selected this is the best one this is the one most capable of dropping down to his level and just slumming it i mean i think this is incredible i the it was so i'm so entertained it, it is i've 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 not been a fan of lavar bowl but this is the first time i've been like yeah i could get on board with this guy <laughs> his uh happy thanksgiving on cnn was just i mean it was it was amazing it was an exquisite experience to watch that i mean can they move this forward can he? Can Lavar get an invite to the White House? Like, if I was Trump, I'd troll him. I'm inviting Lavar and his family to the White House so they can thank me personally. I want Leangelo. I want Lavar. I mean, I want, ev- every I want Lonzo to come. Everything is on the table at this point. What happens if, like, the Don got in 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 the corporate jet 
Air Force One and just landed in L.A. and started like, I, I'm, that, dude is gonna, that dude is going to thank me face to face. What if? He well, I, he wouldn't do it. Lavar would not. Do I think it. he would. I think he'd back. Lavar would not do it. No chance. I think he would. Lavar hates that guy. Also, Trump is like Lavar is right too. Let's just be clear about that. Trump's claims that he got Leangelo out of prison are just false. That is incorrect and untrue. A lot of, so how do you know that? A lot of people want to claim that he that without him they'd be. Are you gonna Trump? Are you gonna trust Trump who lies with every other sentence that comes out of his mouth? Are you gonna trust like the many well sourced journalists that have told us what the situation yeah. in China was? Yeah, I'll go with the journalists. Right, the whole thing's ridiculous. Why he was on CNN, I have no idea. It's you know, people are like this is terrible for the world. Look, this I'll tell you what this is. It doesn't matter at all. It, it probably does matter that our president is dumb enough. You think this is worth his time, though, and so it matters in an indirect kind of way. No, he's not doing anything. But yet. but I do agree with you that fundamentally, this is more funny than anything else. I just I, I really hope it keeps going. Give me more Trump and Lavar. Let's go full WrestleMania. Let's get uh, let let's get a beating of the minds in an NBA game. I, I don't I don't know what this looks like. Have him show up on UCLA's campus. I'm a big fan. All right, this is uh, this has been the flu episode. I, I mean, I think it was an incredible performance. This is like, I don't know if it was like 38 game five Utah, but you know, somewhere in the, like, at least like, if how, I was, did, how I, did Kukoc play in that game? Kukoc was big in that game. He was big in that yeah, game? Yeah, let me, hold on. I'm going to pull it up for you. The flu game box score. Kukoc was the only other bull, I think, in double figures. Flu game box score. Scotty sucked. Uh, Michael Jordan. Flu game box score. You, June 11, 1997. Michael apparently had some bad pizza. It was a 90-88 to 88 final. MJ in 44 minutes was 13 of 27, had 38. Actually, I'm wrong about this. I was, I was thinking of another Tony Kukoc game. You came off the bench. You were three for five. All of them were three-pointers. You had nine. Solid contribution. Four rebounds. Good job. What does Scotty do? Scotty had 17, but he shot five of 17. You were way more efficient. Luke Longley could have been the guy you're going for. You sort of sound like Luke Longley. Six of seven, Luke was in that game. Do you remember Big Luke, the center? Big Luke, he sure. Was a, he was a Minnesota Timberwolf. Luke Longley, Ron Harper, two of four. The Worm, Dennis Rodman, one for one. I saw him a couple months ago. Did I tell you that? You saw Dennis Rodman? Yeah, he was having dinner in Wicker Park. Dennis Rodman was having dinner in Wicker Park <laughs> in Chicago? <laughs> that is correct. Where was he having dinner? Uh, North Side Grill. He was having dinner at the North Side Grill? That's he like, was having it. A lot of people were stopping. For, maybe it was a late lunch. I can't remember. You know that I once uh, used to work over there in the hostel industry, and I had a, had a, had a lunch at, at the North Side Grill. You worked in the hostel industry? I did. I did. It was a, it was a, this is something that needs to be mined in greater detail, I think, later on. We can, we can do that. I was, a, I was a very important key component in the hostile industry as a front office uh, personnel slash desk clerk. You were the same. Danny Ainge of hostile GMs. I was. <laughs> they would walk in. Welcome. Where are you coming from? Botswana. Well, welcome from Botswana. My name's Mark Carmen. Welcome to... And then you told him about the flu game. And Have I you ever heard of Michael Jordan? Have you ever heard of Michael Jordan? Have you ever heard of the flu game? He was 13 to 27. 2 of 5 from 3, 10 to 12 for the free throw line, had 38. All right, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Don't get injured playing turkey day football, flag football, touch, whatever you do, tackle, I suppose. And we will see you next week. The podcast comes out every Wednesday at noon central time. Please, uh, if, you still, if you can, give me the old five-star rating, give a little review, and if you think it sucks, you can do that too, but don't, don't do that. We, I need your support. 
And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Carm. I'm at Jake Valerius. And we are your on the mark sports superstars. Wednesday at noon, Central Time. Hope you have a great holiday. Thanks for listening. It's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.